Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CAF America Radio Network, a production of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. As the leader in global giving, CAF America offers more than 20 years of experience and expertise to corporations, foundations, and individuals who wish to give internationally and with enhanced due diligence in the United States. Through its industry-leading grant management programs and philanthropic advisory services, CAF America helps donors amplify their impact. This show is dedicated to these donors and the charities they support. CAF America is uniquely positioned to serve as the bridge between these important partners and transforms vision into meaningful action. Guests on the CAF America Radio Network are leaders in their field who share tips for success and stories that inspire. Our host is Ted Hart, the CEO of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 914-338-0855. After the show, you can find all of our podcasts at cafamerica.org. Don't forget to dial 914-338-0855. Now, welcome the host of the Cap America Radio Network, Ted Hart. And welcome here to the latest edition of the Cap America Radio Network. Thank you for joining us today. Our topic today is grant making and philanthropy in Africa, a very important part of the world and one that Cap America brings particular expertise uh, to the marketplace. And with me today uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach is Cap America's uh, advisor in chief, if you will, for Africa. Uh, today is my pleasure to welcome Carol Tappenden uh, here. She is a well-known development practitioner dedicated to working with organizations that channel sustainable resources towards the world's most pressing problems. Uh, she is from South Africa and now currently living here in the United States, bringing a great deal of expertise about this very important continent uh, here to CAF America and for all of uh, our donor clients who want to work and support important charities throughout Africa. Welcome here to the CAF America Radio Network, Carol Tappenden. Thank you so much, Ted. It's wonderful to be here with you. Carol, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and thank you for bringing the expertise that you and the advisors that you have helped us identify throughout the continent um, to CAF America because uh, the, I, I think the interest in, in Africa is so large uh, and it only continues to grow. What we want to do in this program today, as you know, is to help our donor clients understand what is unique about Africa, what is unique about giving in Africa, what are the challenges, and how can CAF America help them feel more confident and impactful in this very important part of the world. So why don't we start off with sort of the overall state of uh, philanthropic support to the African continent and what that looks like. Ted, being an African myself, I'm so pleased to say that philanthropy is definitely growing on the continent. Um, if in the past it was mostly the larger grant-making institutions and government agencies working in Africa, we're really seeing a growing number of community-based projects, corporations, and more and more a growing base of diaspora who's supporting their countries of origin. And that's really helping to formalize philanthropy in Africa because it's demanding much higher levels of accountability, and there, um, there's more reporting on outcomes and impact, which is very important to us in the philanthropic community, of course. 
So it's wonderful also to see that the philanthropic community is growing its understanding of the need for patience and iteration and development on the African continent. So, when, you know, people aren't sort of expect, uh, expecting unrealistic outcomes in development. Um, and in general, we're seeing that grant makers are more willing to share their knowledge and experience, and they're taking a much more collaborative approach, which is really important if we're going to take a long-term view on development and social investing so that it has a lasting impact in Africa. So I'm, I'm very excited to see growth. Well, I, I'm, I'm pleased to see growth as well. And, and, and I think, as we all know, uh, Americans are particularly philanthropic, and, and there, there are so many needs uh, in Africa. But it also brings with it um, some apprehension on the part of, of uh, donors, and some of that may be historic um, in terms of how funds have been used in the past. What is changing? You mentioned that donors want to be more impactful, that there is a, a growth and um, an understanding on the part of charities that they have to be accountable. Um, but is that universal, and what concerns uh, would donors have if they don't have good advisors in Africa? You know, I think uh, I think there's sort of a lack of understanding on the ground. I think it's important that donors are able to find partners on the ground. If there's anything that we as philanthropists can learn from the private sector is the value of working with diligence providers like CAF America, for example, and that's why our, our work with CAF America is so, so critical, um, because we have an understanding of what development needs on the ground, we can find the right partners, and, and that's sort of the most important thing. I think donors have um, a, a sort of less experience of working on the ground in these regions. And so, yeah, if anything, I can say, you know, we, we do understand that they have needs, they have a lack of knowledge, and uh, that we can certainly help with that. So, so it's not the same as giving anywhere else in the world. What, what makes it unique? What are the, the hurdles that advisors um, may be perhaps more needed in this part of the world or certainly uh, as needed as, as in some other parts of the world that CAF America uh, is able to assist with? I think it's that there's, there's less experience. That's probably what it is. Um, there is more structure in grab making in, in the U.S. and first world countries. There's, uh, there's longer experience in that. And so um, now with kind of, I've I, I found most, especially with corporate giving in African countries and, you know, for example, in South Africa where I'm from, um, as they've got closer to the ground, we have a better understanding of the needs. There's a, uh, there are better relationships with nonprofits. Um, there's sort of real poverty, there are language barriers, um, really different issues. And the more we come to understand those, the more we see other uh, philanthropic agencies and corporations and intermediaries like CAF getting involved in those situations, um, the easier it is to address those problems. And that's what we've, we're coming to understand over time is, is how to address those problems. I think that's how we can be most helpful to, to donors. Now, part of the expertise that you bring, Carol, to the CAF America family uh, in serving as our coordinator for advisors throughout the continent is helping identify people on the ground uh, who can help with a whole host of challenges that donors will have as they give uh, to the African continent, and that may be language, 
cultural, regulatory, uh, certainly visiting um, uh, uh, charities on the ground who may not have a cultural understanding of why questions are asked of their finances, why questions are asked uh, mm -hmm. for how funds are being used. Um, how do advisors um, assist in that process? What do you look for and what can our donor clients count on uh, from the advisors that you manage on behalf of CAF America? You know, we're, this is a network of advisors. They represent about 42 countries in Africa now, and they've specifically been identified because they complement the skills that CAF America provides in, their shared, in our shared value efforts, but also in our diligence processes. And they themselves have been working with other credible donor agencies for very many years. Many of them have worked elsewhere in the world. Um, they have specific skills around impact investment, and we've undertaken our own due diligence on them through reference checks. We'll work closely with them in implementation to be sure that everything that we're implementing in Africa is relevant and most effective, and also that they're, they're working according to CAF America's own values and standards so that they're, you know, they are, in fact, trusted intermediaries as we are to our donors and our social investors. Throughout, uh, you, you mentioned that this is a broad network uh, of advisors, obviously bringing uh, multiple skill sets uh, to the table, which um, are all meant to weave together a tapestry of advisors across the continent uh, to help mm -hmm. build that confidence that donor clients have with CAF America's ability to make sure that they can be strategic and philanthropic in their efforts uh, on the continent. Uh, I wanted to uh, turn your attention to um, a, a recent report that shows an upturn of the economy in several African countries, uh, such as Ghana with a, a GDP rising 14% year-over-year. Year. Um, how does the impact of philanthropy uh, grow with the trends that we're seeing um, in some of the countries in, in Africa? You know, economic growth makes for such an amazing opportunity for strategic philanthropy. It means that there are likely more jobs, there's a growing middle class, and so more and more Africans are supporting their own countries at home, the diaspora in other words. Um, and of course there's still a lot of need, but having Africans supporting their own initiatives is really good news for donors from, from other countries because they're right there to hold the implementers accountable and demonstrate a level of ownership. I think that's the most important about part about what's changing on the African continent is this kind of level of ownership and Africans supporting Africans. Um, there's also a growing community of social entrepreneurs in Africa who are setting up businesses and uh, businesses that have social and environmental impacts. Um, and ultimately, these social entrepreneurs would be looking for investment capital, but initially they need grant funding. They need low and no interest loans or seed capital. Philanthropy is such an amazing tool for innovating and incubating ideas and providing opportunities ultimately for these kinds of impact investors to help the entrepreneurs to scale their projects. So, you know, those are the kinds of trends we're starting to see on the continent as it's developing. I think um, what you're sharing will be a surprise to some people. 
um, which mm-hmm. draws even more of a need to have trusted advisors uh, that That's can right. assist um, again throughout the, the continent because I think for most Americans we're used to seeing very needy Africans who may be without uh, food and clothing and, you know, just really, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the deepest of needs. And, and what you're pointing out is while that still exists in Africa, that still is there, the complexity of philanthropy and the use of philanthropy uh, to really grow um, economies and grow communities um, has never been more complex than it is right now. Is that true? That's absolutely true. Um, You know, I think there is still a need of a – there's still a need for philanthropy and helping with social causes, but that whole – that old adage of teach a man to fish, that's – so true. It's so important to encourage entrepreneurship, and Africans really are starting to want to take their own development into their own hands. It's, it's very sophisticated what they're moving towards. And if we can see more collaboration between the philanthropic community and what is now becoming the investment community coming down into our social space, I really think we can start to see change. People are starting to take ownership and, you know, with these kinds of tools, we can actually see real impact in the long term. We can learn so much from each other. We can learn in the philanthropic community from the investment community, and they can learn from the philanthropic community. And, you know, if we can collaborate directly with social entrepreneurs and other entrepreneurs on the ground, we empower them. You know, we give them what they, what they need, and, and we give our investors and our philanthropists a sense of comfort as they know there is responsibility being taken by these entrepreneurs on the ground. But we're also able to use tools to measure that those things are really happening, that those changes are really being made, and that, that funds are being, you know, used by the individuals. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it's growing and changing. Yeah, I was just going to say if there if there is anything that sort of defines uh, the CAF America donor client um, that we have versus perhaps some some other uh, cohorts of donor clients is a very sophisticated mm-hmm. group of uh, corporations, foundations, and individuals uh, who are actively supporting uh, thousands of charities um, throughout the world, and specifically talking today about Africa and the sophisticated donor, um, even more of a reason to focus on uh, working with an organization that can help understand and help the donor um, sort out the complexity of a continent that now has widely varying um, degrees of successful economies, widely varying degrees of successful communities. And part of the work that we do as an international grant-making intermediary um, is a very high-level industry-leading due diligence of charities and nonprofits. I was wondering if you could um, help our listeners today shed some light on how to conduct proper due diligence um, in some very high-risk countries in Africa um, and some countries Mm -hmm. that now have the ability to perhaps be more innovative uh, in the use of philanthropy. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said before, if there's anything we can learn from the private sector is the value of working with 
third-party diligence providers. And then it's, it's finding the right partners on the ground, which, of course, we have done, uh, especially ones that have a strong, a, a strong track record for implementation and oversight. You know, we need to be working with them. We need to be there with them. But we need to trust that they know the context, they know the people, they know the problems. And if we can collaborate, that really is going to mitigate quite a lot of the risk. Um, and if we can find partners that have endorsement from other credible development institutions, of which there are very many now there are you know that have worked with uh, development agencies USAID for for example is one really big one that's worked a lot in Africa um, those are, are good partners to work with um, reviewing impact reports of their past work is really important speaking with donors and beneficiaries that have worked in the community before and really understanding you know their own situations um, taking into consideration external risks so you know the current political situation, environmental disasters, but really it's about the more, the more research we can do, the more we can understand the context and the people and the right partners and set up a collaborative initiative, the more comfortable our donors and impact investors are going to be, um, that we're better able to assess and manage and, and mitigate their risks you know, and, good, and implement really great measurement systems. Um, we have to enforce, we have to demand accountability and transparency transparency by having really good, solid reporting frameworks that are understood by our local partners, that are created with our local partners so that they buy into them um, and they're prepared to help with verification on the ground. Again, it's, it's a lot about having trusting relationships with our partners. Um, you know, what's interesting, Ted, is at the same time, while we spend a lot of time working to address our risk concerns, um, the African nonprofits and and local community members are often suspicious of our agendas um, and they have their own concerns about our development designs and how they impose. So again, it's imperative that we work collaboratively with them um, and that we take into consideration their thoughts about design and their thoughts about measurement um, and that's very much the way in which we, we work. And, and so having these advisors throughout the, the continent allows mm -hmm. CAF America to deliver to the donor client a more impactful, more transparent process. That's and right. as you just outlined, you know, where donors may have over, you know, several decades of, of involvement in Africa, you know, maybe perhaps sometimes come away feeling uh, that things were not as transparent, being concerned about the use of their money. You just shared that from mm -hmm. the charity's perspective, there's also um, has been over time a growth in sort of mistrust of uh, what, you know what are the agendas that are being brought forward right. with uh, with the funds uh, that come in and are oftentimes sort of desperately needed, um, and having an intermediary that can from the beginning, as you said, outline you know proper reporting and transparency, due diligence of the charity, can bring those together and and sort of reduce the the, the level of insecurity. Um, in the use and the giving of the funds. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. It's, it's really critical. Collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. That's all I can say. Bring in the right partners. You know, uh, the, the level of trust needs to not only be between the donor, the intermediary, and the charity. It needs to work from the bottom up as well as from the top down. You uh, obviously being uh, being African, and you had uh, you had mentioned you know how pleased you are to see this level of 
of assistance available for donors. Um, but you, seeing it from both sides, seeing it from the funder side and, and from the recipient side, um, how mm -hmm. vital is it to have advisors that know um, the specific language culture regulation? Uh, because while we think of Africa um, in, in particular terms, uh, this is not a homogeneous continent. No. It's not. It's absolutely not. You're talking about multiple languages. We're talking about a variety of levels of development. I think of my own country where the Gini coefficient is so very high. You have um, opulence and poverty at the extreme. Um, a variety of um, a variety of cultures and languages, as I said before. Um, I think one really needs to. Uh, to understand the, the need for these people on the ground. You, you know, our experience has been that it's the most effective way to work, um, and we will over time grow in our understanding of how to work in a more direct way, um, but it's, it's a ways away, you know. We're a global world, but not, not enough yet. Um, and each country in Africa has its own, own unique set of cultural language issues, and its own set of issues as well. Poverty, of course, being the, the core one, but yeah. Obviously, growing and developing uh, an advisor network in a continent as vast and as diverse uh, as Africa takes time and takes focus. That's right. Um, That's what right. are some of the countries, and, and you've mentioned, uh, you know, scores of countries that are that are part of the advisor network. But where did you focus, and what can our donor clients understand about what is offered through the CAF America African Advisor Network? We our focus has been to try to get as broad a reach as we possibly can. Um, of course, we're working in southern and east Africa and some of the more traditional countries that people are used to working in, and uh, Kenya and South Africa are very common places to work. Uh, but we also have representation in the east and the west. We're, we're working even in Nigeria, um, in Ghana, in uh, Rwanda is another place we're looking at. Um, and so really trying to, you know, get cross-continental uh, representation. And again, as I said, we've identified these intermediaries that have complementary skills. They work in a variety of sectors. Some have more specific focuses um, or, or sectoral focuses, if you like, that are relevant to their own regions, which is very important for us to, to remember is that in some areas they're going to have, for example, gender issues are going to be more core um, than in other areas. And so, you know, again, that's a benefit of working with local advisors and understanding their understanding of those very specific local needs. Um, but they focus on a variety of problems, everything from the need for education, food security, access to water and other kinds of facilities, health, um, HIV, AIDS, diseases, orphans, housing, women empowerment. But, I mean, it's everything that's at the core of, of, um, uh, the, of poverty, really. Um, job creation for me is, is just one of the most critical things that, that they're focusing on and that we can actually support them in um, just in the long term because for me that underlies everything there is about poverty. Um, and if we work collaboratively with these partners, with governments, companies, we can really actually start to see a longer term growth strategy and not just let it be about providing band-aid solutions. Not that that's necessarily what we're doing, but we want to avoid doing that. You know. 
Right. And I think it's worth noting to our listeners that, you know, what can you expect in terms of how these advisors uh, will be um, engaged if you're looking to be philanthropic in Africa? Because it's, it's not always the case that an advisor is front and center or has to make a visit to no. the charity or is actively engaged in the, uh, the exact grant process. But these advisors help advise CAF America and help uh, CAF America understand the sensitivity of where funds are being directed throughout the continent. So it could be a, a very overt, uh, direct involvement with the donor, right. depending on what the donor's needs are. Or it could be very much behind the scenes and helping with translation of documents and helping the staff here uh, understand regulatory or cultural issues. That's absolutely right. Everything, as you mentioned, everything on the ground from helping a local nonprofit organization to complete an application form or go through some sort of application process in English, so you know, right down to translation services, to uh, assisting us with specifics on design. Um, it could be anything from very basic tasks to fairly complex tasks, on, you know, ongoing measurement, impact, evaluation, that sort of thing. So there are, there are a variety of levels in which we'll work with these different organizations. There's nothing like this um, anywhere available in the philanthropic community to have direct access to so many varied advisors throughout the African right. continent. Um, why would an organization like CAF America put so many resources into developing a relationship with uh, someone like yourself and the advisor network that you have developed? Um, what does that say about um, an organization like CAF America from your perspective as an African? I am so impressed with CAF America, <laughs> both as a development practitioner and as an African. I think that the fact that CAF is not providing a, a, a funds-down approach and not advising that to its donors and really looking at this kind of collaborative way of working, taking into consideration that people on the ground have voices that must be heard, that whilst there are risks, there are ways to get around these and to mitigate them is, is incredible. I'm very proud to be a part of that. Well, we're, we're proud to have you. Uh, and what this uh, opens up in terms of the capacity for any philanthropist in the United States who wants to be able to trust the process, talk to us a little bit about the interaction that you have with the advisors and what they think of this in terms of their specific countries and their specific areas of expertise. How does this make America look to Africa? Yeah, I have to say that through our diligence process and actually um, sort of long extend, well, extended conversations with them over these, these past months, um, almost every conversation has started with them saying, wow, I'm so impressed that you're doing this. I think they have somewhat been uh, uh, tainted, if you like, by what was a donor community working a little bit outside of these relationships. Um, the fact that we talk about doing strategic philanthropy, that we have concerns about working collaboratively, about longer-term thinking, about measurement, about working with advisors, about concerning ourselves with local context, um, even you know, at the level of needing translation services, they're truly, they're truly impressed um, and very excited to be working with us on this. Um, very much so, Ted. 
is, is that partly because the, the expectation or at least the experience uh, from Africans looking to um, uh, funders from the West, if you will, um, that that sort of comes with um, we know what's best, we're coming to do yes. this for you, as opposed to the approach that CAF America provides to its donors to be collaborative, to be involved with a conversation with experts uh, throughout the continent as opposed to, um, uh, you know, having to have all those answers themselves. I believe that's very much what it is. You know, um, that's the way it's been is the great without being too disparaging, the, you know, the great hope that comes from the West or the North or the more developed, however you'd like to term it, um, and has done a lot of good, you know, in the past. Um, but I think they have felt, and it's, it's even what we're seeing in terms of them developing as entrepreneurs now, they want to be a part of creating their own solutions. And if, even if they didn't know before what those solutions might be, and, and it's partly why the philanthropic community in the past has been more um, instructive about how those programs might be implemented. Now they want to be a part of that, and, and CAF is really enabling them to do that, to have that voice. Carol, we're just going to uh, provide a, a brief reminder to our listeners, and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at CAFAmerica.org. If you're listening today, our phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 914-338-0855. Now, back to the Cap America Radio Network and our host, Ted Hart. This has been the Cap America Radio Network. My guest today is our African Continent Advisor Coordinator, Carol Tappenton. Carol, thank you for joining us today. For all of our listeners, if you have any interest in being philanthropic, uh, in Africa or anywhere around the globe, uh, please call us at 703-549-8931 or feel free to email us at info at calfamerica.org. Carol, thank you for being my guest today on the Calf America Radio Network. Thanks so much for having me, Ted. It was great. You've been listening to the Cap America Radio Network. Tell all your friends and colleagues to check out our production schedule. Sign up for our free newsletter and download our iPad and iPod-friendly podcasts at capamerica.org. Thanks for listening to the Cap America Radio Network.